All right, what is up, podcast? I'm super, super excited for the first episodes of the Public Speaker Podcast. Now, if you're new to this podcast, this podcast is for everything for public speaking. So if you're interested in public speaking, if you're interested in tips, advice, ways to get better, interviews with different public speakers, the art of public speaking in general, then this is the podcast for you. Uh, now, it's June 4th, 2019, and I'm very excited to start this podcast because hopefully it amasses a large following and attention of people who are passionate about public speaking, and we get to create that community together uh, right on this podcast. So if you don't know me, my name is Mick Kukreja. I'm currently just starting this podcast. The majority of the content, at least for the foreseeable couple months, are going to be speech analyses that are going to be on this podcast. Now, these are actual videos that I do on my YouTube channel, just at Amit Kukreja. Um, but we're taking the audio from those YouTube channels where I am giving my thoughts and my analysis and my perspective on the speech that I'm hearing in real time and the speech itself, putting it together, and then putting it into this podcast. So the only thing is, if you want to go on YouTube, you can actually see like the facial expressions and the way the person moves and all of those good stuff all of those good things on the youtube videos for the actual public speeches but if you're more of a listener then you can still hear the public speech ter- uh, perfectly fine and i will be giving my analysis and my thoughts while you're listening um the cool thing about public speeches is that uh you can primarily hear it and what i like to do is i like to break down the arguments that the speakers are making even though i talk about like how their body is moving their facial expressions etc i really like to break down what argument is the public speaker trying to make because i have a sort of debate background that's what i really did in high school and I really am passionate about the art of argumentation combined with public speaking in general. So if you're new to this podcast, um, please subscribe. Try to, you know, if, if, if you care anything about public speaking, I'm happy to provide value to whoever is listening uh, to this podcast. And we're going to try to do an episode a day, so a speech analysis a day. If you haven't checked out the first episode of this podcast, definitely check it out. It's, uh, it's I introduce basically what the podcast is going to be about. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited. So enjoy the speech analysis, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> I dedicated the past years to understanding how people achieve their dreams. When we think about the dreams we have and the dent we want to live in the universe, it's striking to see how big of an overlap that is between the dreams we have and projects that never happen. Okay, so we're gonna start the speech. Uh, we're gonna stop the speech there for the first bit of commentary. Um, I like to analyze how speakers try to hook their audience at the beginning of a speech. Um, and I, I, we, I made a series on this YouTube channel. I wrote a bunch of articles on it, but it's really interesting to me how speakers try to captivate their audience's attention really within the first minute, even first five seconds of the speech. So the first thing that Bell did was essentially two things. One, they brought up a visual aid. So you can see on the screen here, there is a Venn diagram of dreams and projects that never happen. And two, they immediately stated what they were going to talk about. There wasn't like a story. There wasn't a asking the audience a question. There wasn't a personal narrative. There wasn't a metaphor. It was pretty much just like, I am curious about people and people unfulfilling their dreams that they live. So this is a video that I did, which was actually called how to hook an audience by being blunt, which is just directly saying exactly what you want to say, because you're hedging your bets on exactly what you're saying being so captivating in terms of its attention grabbing, in terms of its ability to grab attention, that it grabs the attention without you having to actually do something else. Um, So in this case, talking about dreams, it's a very interesting concept. She's hoping that the audience will care and pay attention just based on the fact that she's introducing her speech with starting off what she's gonna be talking about. So I'm here to talk to you today about five ways 
how not to follow your dreams. Obviously, this is the cool part of the speech because now she's uh, doing something that's counterintuitive, which is explaining people how to not follow their dreams, which is probably going to set up a way to follow your dreams most likely. Um, but it's an interesting like dynamic and, and this is also actually hooking people because now they're interested because what she's talking about is very counterintuitive. One, believe in overnight success. You know the story, right? The tech guy built a mobile app and sold it very fast for a lot of money. You know, the story may seem real, but I bet it's incomplete. If you go investigate further, the guy has done 30 apps before and he has done a master's on the topic, a PhD. He's been working on the topic for like 20 years. This is really interesting. I myself have a story in Brazil that people think is an overnight success. I come from a humble family. And two weeks before the deadline to apply for MIT, I started the application process. And voila, I got in. People may think it's an overnight success, but that only worked because for the 17 years prior to that, I took life and education seriously. Your overnight success story is always a result of everything you've done in your life through that moment. So obviously we're starting to see the structure of how the speech will go. It seems like each way that you're not supposed to follow your dreams or, or yeah, uh, the, the counterintuitive way of how to not follow, follow your dreams, i.e. thinking success is overnight, will then go into maybe a personal narrative, maybe a current event, whatever she wants to talk about, that is a way that she followed her dream. So in this case, she got into MIT and people thought it was an overnight success, but she spent 17 years of grinding. So one way to definitely not get into MIT or get into like an elite college is just to assume that you're gonna get in overnight without actually putting in the work. So there's a little bit of a paradox in terms of intu intuitiveness and counterintuitiveness clashing at each other, which is beginning to form the structure of the entire speech. Um, which is an interesting way to captivate an audience's attention. Two, believe someone else has the answers for you. Constantly, people want to help out, right? All sorts of people, your family, your friends, your business partners, they all have opinions on which path you should take. And let me tell you, go through this pipe. But whenever you go inside, there is other ways you have to pick as well. And you need to make those decisions yourself. No one else has the perfect answers for your life. And you need to keep picking those decisions, right? The pipes are infinite and you're gonna bump your heads and it's part of the process. Three. So uh, that one was using the visual aid. Um, so the visual aid with the pipes sort of exemplifies the decisions and choices that you need to make in your own life. Uh, and then you're gonna keep going from there. And that's very subtle, but very important. Decide to settle when growth is guaranteed. So your life is going great. You have put together a great team and you have growing revenue and everything is set. Time to settle. When I launched my first book, I worked really, really hard to distribute it everywhere in Brazil. Starting with a personal narrative, right? When I launched my first book, so now there's a transition that will prove the, the point of part three of how to not follow your dreams using a personal experience. And personal experiences I think are very overlooked in terms of public speeches. They bring the level of, of humanity back to the individual because now they're not like a speaker with a thousand people, but they're bringing in real life experiences that other people probably can relate to. Um, and they are a great way to keep your speech going and fill it with more energy because you're essentially telling new stories, which always captivates an audience. With that, over 3 million people downloaded, over 50,000 people bought physical copies. 
when I wrote a sequel, some impact was guaranteed. Even if I did little, sales would be okay. But okay is never okay. When you're growing towards a peak, you need to work harder than ever and find yourself another peak. Right? Maybe if I did little, a couple hundred thousand people would read it, and that's great already. But if I work harder than ever, I can bring this number up for millions. That's why I decided with my new book to go to every single state of Brazil. And I can already see a higher peak. There's no time to settle down. Fourth tip, and that's really important. Believe the fault is someone else's. I constantly see people saying, Yes, I had this great idea, but no investor had a vision to invest. Oh, I created this great product, but you know, the market is so bad, the sales didn't go well. Or I can't find good talent, my team is so below expectations. If you have dreams, it's your responsibility to make them happen. So that was actually really subtle what she just did right there. She started, so the rate uh, of her, her voice was going very fast when she was giving examples. And this is something we'll see a lot in public speeches. So she'll say, I constantly hear people say this, and then this, and then this. So she said three different things, and she said them fair, moderately fast. And then she took a slight moment to pause. I think it was maybe a second, maybe a second and a half. And then she said, when you have dreams. This is a really, really good tactic to use in public speaking. When someone is talking very fast, um, they start to get the crowd energized and they start to build tension and they're usually listing off examples in a listing sentence which allows them the speed to keep going quickly because every example is said in the same sort of enunciation and fluency as the second or the, the previous example. And then the pause breaks that. The, pro the pause breaks all the tension and then the audience is kind of just like waiting for the next thing they're going to say, which creates a little bit of tension, a little bit of suspense, and then they get into their macro level point, or it doesn't even have to be macro level point, but their purpose of naming all those examples. And in this case, it was about when you follow your dreams, you, you can't blame other people. You have to take the onus and responsibility yourself. Um, that's definitely something I would implement into my public speeches or, or try to experiment with, because um, it is an effective tool and it definitely gets your attention. Yes, it may be hard to find talent. Yes, the market may be bad, but if no one invested in your idea, if no one bought your product, for sure there's something there that is your fault. <laughs> Definitely. You need to get your dreams and make them happen. And no one achieved their goals alone. But if you didn't make them happen, it's your fault and no one else's. Be responsible to your dreams. And one last tip. And this one is really important as well. Believe that the only things that matter are the dreams themselves. Once I saw an ad, and it was a lot of friends, they were going up a mountain, it was a very high mountain, and it was a lot of work. You could see that they were sweating, and this was tough, and they were going up, and they finally made it to the peak. And of course, they decided to celebrate, right? I'm gonna celebrate, so yes, we made it, we're at the top. Two seconds later, one looks at each other and say, okay, let's go down. <laughs> Life is never about the goal themselves. Life is about the journey. Yes, you should enjoy the goal themselves, but People think that you have dreams, and whenever you get to reach in one of those dreams, it's a magical place where happiness will be all around. 
But achieving a dream is a momentary sensation, and your life is not. The only way to really achieve all your dreams is to fully enjoy every step of your journey. That's the best way. And your journey is simple. It's made of steps. Some steps will be right on. Sometimes you will trip. If it's right on, celebrate, because some people wait a lot to celebrate. And if you tripped, turn that into something to learn. If every step becomes something to learn or something to celebrate, you will for sure enjoy the journey. So, five tips. Believe in overnight success. This is a really important thing before she concludes. Public speakers should conclude, right? So she's going to conclude all the five things that she talked about and then overall give a summary of what she said in the speech. Believe someone else has the answers for you. Believe that when growth is guaranteed, you should settle down. Believe the fault is someone else's. And believe that only the goals themselves matter. Believe me, you do that, and you will destroy your dreams. Thank you. So obviously a super counterintuitive way to understand the concept of following your dreams. The ending was pretty cool. It summarized all the five ways on how to kill your dreams and then ended it with, you will kill your dreams. Now, the speech would have been probably trash if there wasn't the intuitive aspect clashing with the counterintuitive aspect of how to actually follow your dreams. Um, but, but that gave the speech a lot of beauty, right? That gave the speech a lot of relevance and excitement because people heard something that they didn't think of before and then they, they, they counteracted it with something that they knew and then her personal experiences and sort of life philosophical message permeated all of that to then conclude with a final statement. Um, so yeah, that was the speech.